0: Cutting to the bull in the poster of the apocalypse. I'm Ben, as always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire.
1: Hey. And
0: Pete. Hey. And today we're going to talk about Rasputin. Rasputin. Oh, rah, rah, Rasputin. Lover of the. What is he? Russian,
1: Russian Queen. Love British...
0: oh, Machine. But technically he wasn't Russia's lover of the Russian Queen, that was a rumor. Oh, I was going yes. for the wrong gear. But he definitely Russia's greatest love machine and hung like a fucking donkey apparently, so.
1: But he had STIs to the hilt.
0: Probably, mm. yeah. Yeah. Wasn't shy of putting out about. But before we talk about Rasputin, we've got to thank some new and returning listeners, so I'll read out a few. Grodno in Belarus. There's one in Sweden, but I can't pronounce that. Jung Kamping. I don't know. Frankfurt am Main in Germany. Hooghide in the Netherlands. Batter and Muller in Sri Lanka. Kudus in Indonesia, Wolverhampton, the in United Kingdom, Leg in the United Kingdom, Hutchinson in Kansas Gardena in California, there's a Surbiton in the United Kingdom, Grab in Poland, Palambang in Indonesia, Chiswick in the United Kingdom, Boardman, Oregon, Lapanau in Poland, Gdansk in Poland, Bengaluru in India, Atlanta, Georgia, Madrid, Spain, Ashburn, Virginia, and Guadalajara, Spain. That rounds off the top few there. Fantastic, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah thank you. you. Welcome back, anybody out that's come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So, right, so let's talk about Rasputin I think one of my favourite historical characters. Funny looking guy though. Intense looking guy. <laughs> he's in the picture of him with the sunglasses and the cigarette in his mouth walking down the street. Looks cool as know, fuck. I don't think so, no.
1: We're looking at a picture here and he sort of looks like a bearded woman. <laughs> a <little bit.
2: laughs> a
0: bearded lady. Sort of, yeah. He's got long hair in it. It's quite shiny, it looks. So greasy. And the dress
1: yeah, that he's
0: wearing, it looks like a dress. Has... It's, a, it's a monk's cassock, isn't it? Mm. He didn't wash oh, it. Did from his monkey years. He was technically never a monk, he just went to the monastery a lot. Probably got pissed with him. (laughs) You know, he he was never ordained as a monk, he just declared himself one. He was a self-proclaimed mystic and monk who gained great influence over the Russian royal family, the Romanovs, because they believed he could cure their son's haemophilia. We'll get into that as, as the story progresses. He caused chaos in the government and was eventually murdered by conservatives, seeking an end to his humiliations and his actions played a small part in the onset of the Russian Revolution. I'd say they played more than a small part, personally. But we'll get into that. But we'll get into that. Now, Cagruly Rasputin was born into a peasant family in Siberian Russia in the late 1860s. Now, but, Siberia, Russia... In, the, in, in 1860s. Yeah. In any, you know what, Mike? In any yeah. time period. <laughs> even now. Even now. Yeah.
2: But certainly back then, it was where they put all the... Navy wells, they're the ones it they didn't, they didn't like, isn't it? The exiles, all exiled to
3: Siberia. Criminals—a yeah, right? lot of criminals—and
2: it was a bit like a
3: their Australia, Australia wasn't it? Almost, yeah. <laughs> their Ireland or Australia. <laughs> they considered
2: a, I mean, Russia was a backwater country, but Siberia is considered the backwater of Russia, wasn't it?
0: Uh, well, it wasn't a backwater country as such. It wasn't as developed as. The other big nations in Europe.
2: Compared to I mean
0: they still had feudalism, really, didn't they? Mm. They still had peasants tilling the land. It was the most yeah. backwards out of the more advanced nations in Europe, let's say. Yeah.
1: So is it hard to get to then Serbia? Siberia. Siberia. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. There's, There's no Trans Siberian railway at this point.
1: Oh, okay. No.
2: <laughs> no, not in the eighteen sixties, no. You wouldn't want to be going there in the winter.
1: Sounds cold. Minus
2: forty. It it does, doesn't it? It just the sounds Serbian.
0: cold. Yeah. Siberia.
1: Siberia.
0: Serbia's a Serbia's a bit further up Siberia. and across.
3: Is it?
0: A bit further down. Oh, yeah. It's not quite. It's in the Balkans isn't quite as yeah. <laughs> snowy there,
3: is it? You go anywhere further up from Siberia in the Arctic? Oh yeah. I was thinking Siberia wasn't there yeah, I know where you are. It's not like the most densely populated part no. of the country, is it? It's no, no, Siberia. no, no. Yeah. It'd be full of
1: sort of Eskimo like yeah with in a, a different
3: name yeah in equivalent Inuits yeah Ruskiewicz We're course, was, Ruskiewicz I Ruskiewicz call, or Moskiewicz
2: but <laughs> they used to get well they probably still do actually get stoned off reindeer piss
3: you what though I've seen that a few times recently on yeah. different programmes that it was on Trailer Park Boys they went up to meet Santa and he made them drink reindeer piss um, yeah who was making him trip
1: balls
3: basically. yeah They yeah, yeah. found find that out well I don't maybe know maybe somebody <laughs> was, maybe somebody was desperate yeah was like I don't know it's like I need a drink yeah. I, I'm going to die of thirst
0: For oh that you. reindeer's pissing I'm going to
3: die
2: yeah it isn't just oh. any reindeer piss the reindeer has to have been eating the fly agaric mushroom which is hmm. poisonous to us that so it gets filtered congested. through the, yeah. the reindeer to a safe level where we can take it and then it gets us high. How does the reindeer
1: react? Is it, is it loving it? I guess maybe. I don't maybe
2: know. It maybe it's immune it. or maybe it does.
0: Could be tripping bollocks. Yeah. wouldn't it could yeah.
2: be. You've got dolphins that play with the, the little sponge things, don't they?
0: Yeah, nod yeah. them about, play football with yeah. them.
2: puffer isn't fish, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
3: Is that because of the toxins? Yeah, they release toxins. Slightly like... And it gets them slightly high, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I love dolphins. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: They're mate.
0: From Rasputin to Dolphins.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Rasputin claimed he developed mystical skills at the age of 12, and this starts off with a tale of where he was in bed shaking with fever in his little peasant cottage, and someone stole a horse. There's a group of men arguing about it in the front room, and he comes out, like, ill as fuck, and, like, it was him! Except he points at the guy, and he's the culprit, and he did it, and they're oh like, oh, my God, he just he picked it out. And how old is it at this point? Twelve. Uh, Twelve. He went to school but failed to become an academic, although he did get quite good at drinking, seducing and engaging in crime, violence, theft and, uh, and uh, possibly rape. Good skills um, to have. Rasputin... Baby? I'm joking. No, Rasputin didn't... go to school, but yet he
3: got this. <laughs> 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 to blow him on the streets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, really. uh, street smart, I bruv. Rasputin might actually not be his real name. It was, it was given to him and it is mm. Russian slang. His name basically could be Greg Drunk. It, makes, it basically means naughty boy, doesn't it? Yeah, Pretty much. but Greg Drunk. You can translate it in a number of ways. <laughs> I like Greg Drunk. Yeah. Because he drank a lot. Mm-hmm. Around the age of 18, he married and had three surviving children out of a total of seven, which isn't actually that bad for uh, Siberia in this, uh, this period yes, of time. Yeah. He may or may not have experienced some sort of religious epiphany. He'd stole a horse. He did. Yes, he stole a horse and you. his neighbour's fence, panel by panel. Why? He wanted a fence. I don't uh, know. They he,
2: d- he, his, his would notice. He got a new
3: fence. <laughs> it's
0: it's just, exactly like, it just
3: disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Remember, he's drunk a
0: lot.
2: Yeah, he
3: must be. Everyone,
0: Everyone. Work. It's the, and it's he's only thirteen <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> It's Siberia in the like eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties. Alright, your name might be two miles down the road, but it's not that they'd have villages and that, mm. there'd be little farms there'd be little communities. But he was stealing the spence and a horse and he basically said, Right, you know what? Instead of exiling me which is what they'd usually do in the scenario. Well, where did the exile him? <laughs> Another bit of Siberia. <laughs> a shitter bit of Siberia. Over the Ural Mountains. He's like, look, I'll go to the monastery and I'll do a penance. And it was no small thing. It was like 150 miles away. And he walked there. Of cool. He spent time with them. He found out that the monks there were um, a bit promiscuous. They liked to fuck. No only women and each other. Um, right. Yeah. So he got along quite well then. He wasn't that much into the homosexuality at the time. But he changed as he he changed as he got older. He didn't indulge in it, but he just didn't give a shit about it. So yes, that's when he got the, the monk thing and he was took under he had a, a bishop take him under his wing, he saw potential in him. Because of his piercing eyes, his demeanour, so the what? way he mentored him. But that, that's not all he did. <laughs> yeah. The masochistic religious extremists are called the Cleisti. And they're a set of uh, Russian Orthodox people who think that you'd spend a couple of hours shouting, screaming, whipping yourself, whipping each other's, and then after that, you don't have sex.
1: So you sort of repent and then um, sin again? Yeah. Straight away?
2: Yeah, you had this belief that you could get rid of sin by committing sin. Right. Of a sexual nature. Yeah. Now, straight off the bat, that's a bit... Oxymoronic, isn't it? So like I've cleared the one sin, gonna commit another. How can you stop sin by committing
3: sin? It's like you got to spend money to make money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I thought priests and nuns didn't sin. do that. Well, no, did, they didn't.
3: They weren't meant
1: to have sex because they're meant to be. Well, it
3: depends fix. on which sex... Yeah, yeah, it depends which. This is Russian Orthodox, I'm not sure about them, to be fair. Probably. No. Oh, you're good. married
1: to God aren't you, you know? I imagine
3: there is a lot that are ah, that way but there are We're some certainly that, not meant to visit ah. prostitutes every night <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. What he did. he's not a monk, remember <laughs> that's how he got away with it yes, essentially. Essentially. With the wing like, it. I, I like your life but I don't quite like all of your rules so I'll hang out with you but don't ordain me please <laughs> that's basically what happened
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. now, Siberia had a strong tradition of extreme mysticism which Gregory fell straight into and Rasputin had a vision again, maybe possibly just drunk or drinking reindeer piss who can mm-hmm. say <laughs> left the monastery and began to travel around Eastern Europe working as a mystic who claimed prophecy and healing while living off the donations before returning to Siberia that oh bit- he's
1: back is he? in his village
0: he used to go
2: on pilgrimages for like two or three years he wouldn't wash he wouldn't change his clothes for three years he wouldn't touch any part of his body I do know a dream, from the a woman's vagina no this is when he was on
0: yeah when he was like he wanted to vote when he was younger yeah hmm. he wouldn't
2: eat and he would be close to death wouldn't he when yeah. he finished these pilgrimages
0: it was yeah. a bit nuts let's face it hmm. he wasn't all there no <laughs> I like to think he's like fighting demons on those pilgrimages yeah you know in his that, head. That's what happens when you drink <laughs> reindeer piss. Around <Yeah. laughs> 1903, Russian, Rasputin arrived in St. Petersburg near a Russian court that was deeply interested in the esoteric and the occult. Esoteric and the occult, and Rasputin, combined a dirty, scruffy appearance with piercing eyes and evident charisma, and who proclaimed himself a wandering mystic, was introduced to court by members of the church and aristocracy, who were looking for holy men of common stock who would appeal to the court and would thus boost their own importance. Rasputin was introduced to the party at a palace by the Crow Sisters, who were Montenegrin aristocracy, but married into the Russian royal family. And they were well into the occult and the mysticism. And they introduced this guy. And he goes down a storm because he's just wandering around and he's got all these aristocrats there. And it's like he sits there, he puts his feet on the table, drinks his wine, he starts giving the, the aristocratic ladies, like names like Big Bum and Sexy Woman... Mm-hmm. he's like hey sexy woman bring me a wine he's taking the piss out of the blokes with big britches big nose hey fella you know these people have never been spoken to like this they think it's fucking brilliant they think this guy's a comedy genius yeah. as well as a miss this peasant that's coming with his rustic peasant charm and he's literally he's doing shit about yeah. scamp and, yeah. he's, and he is doing the occult stuff he's telling everyone when their birthday is that's his trick at this party Played them like fiddles Right, that's his trick. Now We could have found all that out yeah. in advance, or <laughs> we could say, <laughs> it, or we could say he is a mystic. But they looked at Remember, this is 1903. Yeah, it's not hard to find out. Then, and they went into the occult. So this guy's been produced as a mystic, and all mm. of a sudden he's, re- he's never met him. I mean, that's his trick, and it's no different there. It's a magic trick. They see him as a curiosity, don't they? Hmm. Exactly. And he gets introduced to the czar. And Nicholas II and his wife, Alexandra, the Tsarina, were both heavily involved in the occult revival. They actually had a spiritual advisor who was a French guy. (laughs) He got made a doctor. He claimed to be a doctor, right? Yeah. Turned out that he lied all the way through, and the Tsar just went, signed a bit of paper. (laughs) There's a doctor. You're a doctor now, and they all had to call him doctor. (laughs) That's a mail order fucking doctor.
2: Sounds like something
0: you get from Trump University. <laughs> <laughs> the Tsar's Nicholas, probably the last guy you'd want to be Tsar, in all fairness, at this period. It's a dodgy period in Russian time because there's a lot of poverty and the aristocracy are living it up. You know, Marx has been writing about communism in 1898, those ideas were spread around a little bit. They're starting to fan a few flames. No, not massive flames, A little embers at the moment, of revolution. And Tsar Nicholas believes he is ordained by God to rule. He is an autocrat in the sense of the word that all his ancestors for the last 400 years have been. That's how long the Romanovs have been in charge of Russia. 400 years at this point. But he didn't want to be Tsar, really. Deep down, I don't think he did. I mean, when he was a kid, his grandfather was killed by someone throwing a hand grenade into his carriage landed oh. on his stomach, didn't kill him outright, oh. so he's dragged back to the fucking palace, he's got a leg hanging off, his oh. guts are out, and they drag young Nicholas into the room and go, this is what it means to be Tsar. this is what could happen to you one day in the job. What? Mm. That obviously left a severe mental scar, but he tried. He made a lot of bad decisions, possibly because of Rasputin, who influenced his wife, and Nicholas, for all his faults, loved his wife and daughters and son four daughters and a son in this scenario though only the son can take the throne not the daughters ah okay. so this was what made looking after little Alexei all the more important because he was the son he's
2: the son uh... and he's not a very well son he's not a very well son
0: because he's picked up on his mother's mother Both, both of these people Nicholas and Alexandra are related to Queen Victoria yeah Alexandra more closely than Nicholas although if you a bit of a Google and look at King George V and Nicholas VII same, the same. they are identical yeah. they could be fucking brothers
2: and um, the Kaiser as well and right?
0: the Kaiser he was a he was a nephew or something yeah, like that so all, all related all yeah. the monarchies of Europe at this point are, are related because they're all just
2: hundreds of years of inbreeding well, well, know, not even that they... or whatever,
3: so that was it there was only a certain selection wasn't there yeah, so that yeah. DNA chain didn't get stretched very far at well, all
0: Look, it, it does go back hundreds of years. You're absolutely right. But in this period, it becomes even more advanced because Queen Victoria had about 12 kids and they all had to be married off. Why did they get married off to? All the royal houses of Europe. Which Who have been breeding, Who have been for hundreds of years. But now all of a sudden, everyone's picking out the same, everyone's fishing at the same pool. Because yeah. everyone's related to Queen Victoria all of a sudden. Yeah. And these people thought they were
2: better than us. That must make me laugh. And they were physically inferior, most of them, because of inbreeding.
0: personally inferior. And well, certainly the Habsburgs.
3: Yeah. Who's the one that they found in the um, parking lot?
0: Oh, that was um, Richard III. Third. Richard third. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, the Yeah, Severe, yeah, severe the deformities. He was deformed. He had deformities. Yeah. And that, uh, that kind you know. of thing
3: stems from interbreeding, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's been prevalent all throughout history, really. Yeah, we check our uh, inbreeding episode. Indeed.
0: <laughs> we did an episode on it. Did you? <laughs> we did, <laughs> yeah. Alexei, the son, Prince Alexei, and heir to the throne, has picked up his mother's and his grandmother's curse, haemophilia. Haemophilia being if you start bleeding, it's very, very difficult for you to stop. Mm-hmm. Blood. I find it difficult to clot. Mm-hmm. Your blood doesn't clot at the same rate as everyone else. It's even got to an, lot even start. a severe bruise could can potentially kill yeah, you. Yeah, yeah,
3: because you get severe internal bleeding. It won't clot.
0: Now, this was kept an absolute secret because they're thinking, well, people aren't exactly happy with us anyway. We have to appear strong. So Alexei, as far as anyone's concerned, is a normal, healthy, robust, strong Russian boy who's going to become a great czar. Mm-hmm. It was so close he got it, no one outside the immediate family knew. This was a complete secret. And Rasputin shows up in court and he's, because he's a heaver, they co- Alexei's had a little bruise, got a little knock. They call him. Why you got to lose? The doctors are here, they're not doing anything. They're he's in to be a
2: for about three days.
0: On. Yeah, they call Rasputin. But he turns up, does a little prayer and says, don't the doctors bother him too much. Miraculously, the boy gets better. It's not the first time it happens. It happens a few times. He stops Alexis bleeding. At one point, he's not even in the room. He's in Siberia. He does it by telegram. Ah. What? Basically, he gets a telegram. I'll come back. You need to get back here as quick as possible. Alexis bleeding, his condition. He's uh, he's gravely ill. We think he's going to die. And he just sends a telegram saying, all right, I've prayed for him. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And the boy gets better. Now, these two... Just isn't it? There's two there's yeah, two things there's two things to this. There's, number one, in the case of where we told the doctors to leave the boy alone, aspen's just been invented at this point. And they were giving out like candy, everything was wrong with aspen, it was a wonder drug. Mm. But that thins the blood. Yeah. Exactly, that thins the blood. That's making the problem worse. So, that's yeah, my, yeah. so if he says, tell yeah. the doctors to leave the boy alone, they stop pumping him full of aspen, all of a sudden he's got a chance of actually clotting. Yeah. Second there's a, a more sadistic possibility that he had someone on in the inside, maybe a nurse, giving something to the boy to make him ill so, and then knocking it off an hour or so before Rasputin's due to arrive. And Rasputin comes over and says a few prayers, the boy starts looking better because the time's, time's progressed.
1: Oh, that's a bit evil.
0: It is a little bit evil, but it's, it's a possibility. Or well, it could just be a coincidence.
3: I mean, it's going to clot at some point. Yeah. Or he could have genuinely
0: been some kind of psychic healer. it's a possibility I'm not going to rule it out because some people have a certain thing Mr Miyagi, one of them of course Mm. you know I think some people have some kind of connection possibly to whether whether it's a conscious connection or not I don't think he knew anything about it I think he knew he could do it but I don't think he knew how he did it (laughs) well look at Tibetan monks that can
2: lower their body temperature and things like that on demand and their superhuman
3: strength and the way they can almost like fly almost fly the way they can move and jump off the floor and that like they could be lying on the floor flat and then be 8 You're foot eight flying, foot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 8 foot yeah. up
0: they've taken years to do that it was intense physical training and mental conditioning yeah. Rasputin is drunk off his fucking ass most of the time yeah yeah, or oh, he's got his dick in a prostitute.
3: But you've got drugs like ah, oh, what's this new drug now that they reckon opens your mind? Oh, what's Acid. It? <laughs> well, it's one of DMT. Them. DMT. So you've got DMT, which like apparently I've never done it, but it's one of these things that opens your mind and can just make you spiritual because it opens up part of your mind that you never
0: knew. Well,
2: according to Alex Jones, <laughs>
0: exactly.
3: Kind of demonic clockwork Hmm.
0: Did Alex Jones say that? That's what he says. Well, you know what? He is the very paragon of, of a journalistic <laughs> integrity, Alex Jones. If he says you get attacked by demonic clockwork elves I'm with him, <laughs> maybe he had it and just had a really bad yeah. trip. <laughs> but, but, there,
3: there could be some truth in that yeah. side of things, like if he was known to have hallucinogenics, or, who knows whether he had some of DMT, which could have opened his... I reckon he definitely had a reindeer piss, which oh, is gotcha. DMT. Yeah. So. yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So there you go. So maybe without even realizing, because I've looked into psychic surgery before now, and what they believe sounds like what he's doing almost. Like, he, sh- he, he you compare the them. two, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you he can actually heal them just because he knows the body, he's seen the body, he can send his healing powers like that, even across seas. Now, you know so I mean? now you're so. sending
2: healing powers. That's going kind of a bit too far.
3: <laughs> no, 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 it, it, that's what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, you, you never know. You it's, never know. I he's not around to ask, is he? Let's no, it. that's true. That is true.
0: <laughs> but this gets him, basically, onto a private level on a weekly basis. It starts off as once a week with yes. the Romanov family, with the ruling family. He was known as our friend, or Gregory. He's the bestie. He's the bestie. He's bringing drugs for the Tsar. They're getting high together. <laughs> They're
3: Drinking rain piss together, man. You know, he's,
0: he can make the czarina's debilitating migraines go away, and part of that is probably because she had complete faith in him that he would save little Alexi, so she didn't issue that's the stress of her I suppose the SIBO no
3: effect almost. Yeah.
0: From her point of view, she's got one job in this family, and that's to pump out an air, yeah. preferably another. She's got four daughters and a boy. That nothing can happen to that boy. He has to stay alive, otherwise you've failed. Not only as a tsarina, but as a mother. In that scenario, in her mind, the empire's failed, and the empire's mm-hmm. failed. You've let down the entire country. Damn you and your womb, only <laughs> <laughs> In the next few years, Rasputin lived something of a double life, acting as a humble peasant while around the immediate royal family, but outside living a debauched lifestyle, humiliating and seducing noble women, as well as drinking heavily and consorting with prostitutes. A lot of
2: prostitutes. A lot of
0: prostitutes. He would take them to a bath house. Yeah. Right. Never got in the bath by the way. Let's just point that out. Rasputin did not fucking bathe unless he really, really had to. And he would like Whip them and say your oh, your sin. It's the you know you've got to cleanse yourself of sin. So he'd whip them for a bit, then fuck them, and then he would just sort of throw them a few coins and leave. <laughs> he had this minor little cult start up about him where people thought he was the second coming of Christ. He had this one noble woman living in his apartments, which are quite well to do. Someone walked in and she's got his hand round his fucking massive erect dick. Screaming, "You are Christ! You are Christ!"
1: <laughs>
0: and he's like, "Shut up, bitch!" <laughs> and then he takes her in the room and fucks her. You know, she left her family for that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's it's, he's living the fucking life. Cross hey, yeah. goblin, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she clearly is, and he's Russia's greatest love machine. Mm-hmm. Let's never forget that. <laughs> Now, the Tsar rejected complaints levelled against him and even exiled some of the accusers and compromising photographs were hushed up. They even went to the level of getting him so blackout drunk, putting him on a bed naked, putting prostitutes on the bed with him, taking a picture, selling it to the Russian papers. The guys who did that were exiled, they were covered up, there was forgeries. The church was following him as well at the time. Yeah, because he's a money spinner for them, is he? He's
2: yeah. giving them privilege. Well, no, he's meant to be this religious guy, but he's cavorting with prostitutes every night.
1: Yeah.
2: And it comes to a point where the priest does come to him, doesn't he, and say, look, you've got to stop this. You've got to stop your ways or we're going to kill you.
0: Yeah, and one of the guys, um, called, a Russian priest called Iliador... He thinks he's a devil. thinks he's literally the devil <laughs> and tries to have him killed. Yeah. We'll get to that later on, but I, I will mention it. Rasputin had gone back to Siberia. To visit his family. Remember, his family's still in Siberia. <laughs> he just left them there. While he's at court, shagging away. And then he goes back now and again. He's in Siberia. He's gone back to visit. And he's like the fucking king of a village when he goes back. He's throwing money around. He's got this nice big house. He gets I a... bet he's like Borat. <laughs> he probably like <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. He is like Borat in that village. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> I build bigger house. He could not. Great yeah. success. <laughs> and Iliador hires this prostitute with no nose, mm. right, to kill him. Which she has a very good go at. She jabs a fifteen-inch dagger into his stomach and rips his guts open. Ooh. And he's lay on the floor, sort of like, ah, oh, you bitch. <laughs> He has to go I you want to ask who's having sex with a prostitute with no nose. I mean, there's got to <laughs> hey, be plenty of them. Time, about at times. This point. I bet she was very cheap. Oh, and the best of it is, she didn't lose her nose to syphilis. So she lost her nose to medicine. Oh, did she? Yeah, I she was had
1: frostbite. I was.
0: She had some kind of thing <laughs> with a problem with her nose when she was a teenager. Took this medicine, it fell off. So okay. the medicine in Siberia tries to defeat <laughs> and disappear. <laughs> Now, this is quite a bad injury for him. He doesn't really recover from this and the drinking starts to get heavier because he's in constant pain. He had his guts ripped open and he's had to have a Siberian doctor perform the surgery on him. <laughs> Not the best doctors of the land, which he could have got if this had happened in St. Petersburg. He'd have probably had the royal doctor doing this. Now, so they've got to basically stitch his guts back together and he's, he never really recovers from it. But that was Iliador. Who, he organised that. And then, <laughs> this is a great tale. Right? Upon hearing that it had failed... Shaved off his beard, disguised himself as a woman, did his makeup, mm-hmm. then went to a journalist, gave a full story and posed for pictures before fleeing to Finland, uh. dressed as a woman. It's like, why did he dress as the woman to give the interview to the journalist? Surely he should do that after mm-hmm. so he'd be in disguise? Mm-hmm. I think Ilyadore may have just liked dressing as a woman. Yeah. There's some weird cross dressing antics going on at this time in, in Russian society. Seems to have been an acceptable form of disguise. <laughs> However, in 1911, the dissent became so great, Prime Minister Stuypin issued the Tsar with a report on Rasputin's actions as prompted the Tsar to bear with the facts. The Tsarina remained both desperate for aid for her son and in Rasputin's thrall, the Tsar, also afraid for his son, and pleased the Tsarina was placated, now ignored all the complaints. And he's in the papers every day. It's like all the sort of what you call the penny dreadfuls in London when the tabloids are just starting up and are printing scandal and gossip. Rasputin's in these things every day, he's done something. Either staggering down the street, pissed, shooting at invisible demons, cavorting yeah. with the prostitutes. He'd go to restaurants and just get to the point where he was so fucking hammered he'd just try and rape a waitress. The <gasps> security detail had, had to drag him off. They had seven levels of drunkenness for him. <laughs> You know, it was fucking like, incredible. They had to reclassify drunkness. So they described when they were bringing him home. Yeah. The how Prime drunk Minister's he was. calling him a devil in the uh, parliament, isn't he? And they're saying the devil has literally got sway with the royal family. Yeah. And it starts breeding dissent amongst the, what they call the Duma, which was the, the Russian parliament who haven't really got much of a say, because Nicholas is an autocrat, he believes they can take stuff to him and he'll think about it, but he hasn't got to say yes, it doesn't have a lot of power. Yeah, It's basically a bit like power sharing, so Nicholas hasn't got to do as much, but he still gets the final say. Okay. Rasputin also pleased the Tsar, because he saw him as this simple peasant and he hoped would support them in leaving a return to more old-fashioned autocracy. He wants to go back a bit more, he wants to go back Properly, like, I rule with an iron fist and that's it. The royal family felt increasingly isolated and welcomed what they thought was an honest peasant friend. And hundreds would come to see him. Even his blackened fingernail clippings were taken as relics. They wanted his magical powers for their ills and his powers over the Tsarina for more earthly issues. He was a legend across Russia. They bought him many gifts, and they were the Rasputinky, That was his little cult, Rasputinky. And he would say on the phone. Huh? He'd take calls. He liked the phone, he liked it as a thing. So he'd take calls, he'd, these guys would the bring him up and he'd okay. give him advice and stuff like that. New invention. Yeah. We get to 1914. This is actually when Rasputin does get stabbed in 1914 because he was against the war, though, First World War. I'll give you a brief thing about the First World War started, listener. Archduke Franz Ferdinand in 1914 gets assassinated by a bunch of Serbian, let's say, kids, students, teenagers. Europe split into, several, into two armed camps because Franz Ferdinand was heir to the Austro-Hungarian Empire, which is allied with Germany and Bulgaria. They declared war on Serbia. Russia
2: protected Serbia. Russia
0: protected Serbia because they're Slavs. They're the same bunch of people, same race of people. And because Russia was allied with Britain and France, they got involved as well. Attack on one is attack on all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty much how World War One started. Mm. Disputing was against the war because he knew, basically, that it wasn't the aristocracy that would suffer, it's the people, and it's the peasants that suffer in a war. Now, Russia does have the largest army in the world at this point, but it needs equipment and it's a bit outdated. It's okay, it's not capable of fighting a world war. Um, but, as we know about Russia, the one thing they do have a lot of is people. Yep. And they're not afraid to throw a few more thousand bodies into the meat grinder. A few more million. By the end of the first year of the First World War, Russia's lost one and a half million soldiers.
3: Oof.
0: It would take the Brits till 1917 to get to that, to one million. And they were turn terribly. I mean, they were so naive. At one point, the Russians went into the attack with searchlights behind them. Why? As night, a night attack. Oh, we're going to see if it's night. We'll put searchlights behind the men. Fucking hell, lit them up. It'll dazzle the Germans. <laughs> oh Yeah, it will, but it'll also make your guys perfect targets. What I mean, let your targets, go yeah. metal. Because it's only so bad, Nicholas goes, right, I'm going to go and take control of the army. For whatever reason, he thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Right, bearing in mind he's probably had some education as a soldier, not as much as the guys in charge running the show, who we were doing shit, admittedly. But still, he thinks, I'm going to go and take personal control of this. And when I win the war for Russia, then the people will love me again because nothing brings a country closer than winning a war.
2: Yeah.
0: And all my problems will be solved. Doesn't go well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does not go well. In 1915, though, Rasputin is starting to have doubts personally because he thinks he's losing his abilities. I think probably because he was openly he convinced not to go to war. There were several attempts on Rasputin's life, that's the name of the way he was stabbed. Soldiers with swords also tried, and they failed until 1916, when supporters of the autocracy, including a prince, a grand duke, and a member of the Duma, joined forces to kill the mystic and save the government from any further embarrassment, and stop calls to replace the Tsar. So the principal assassins of Rasputin were Prince Felix Yuspinov. a bit of a... Sexual deviant in his own right, he was married to a very pretty Russian aristocratic lady. They used to swing, he was rumoured to be bi. He was a bit of a dandy, wasn't he? He was a bit of a dandy, and he's also uh, draft dodging at this point, because there's no reason why he shouldn't be fighting. Mm. 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 Prince Felix Yusupov, Grand Duke Dmitry Pavlovich, and Deputy of the Duma, Vladimir Puskevich. In a memoir written many years after this happened, Yusupov provides a riveting first-hand account of the protracted Protracted assassination of Rasputin at his estate in St. Petersburg. Rasputin's fucking nearly nothing killable. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Having arranged to meet together for pastries and wine at his estate, used to have picked up Rasputin from his home and brought him to his palace. He'd made some rose flavoured cakes, which are Rasputin's favourite. They had plenty of wine. It was all laced with cyanide. Oh, nice. Yeah, it
2: was all laid out, wasn't it, for him? And yeah. It looked as if. Like they made it look as if other guests had been there and they were upstairs, and he said, I'll oh, we'll bring them down yeah. in a minute. Just, you know. Sit and drink with me for a and,
0: bit, because yeah. Yusupov and it, we had met once and hadn't really got on. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to dress it up as well, like, before we go to the party, we'll have a chat, we'll have a drink, and we'll bury the hatchet and we'll Ooh, become yeah, friends. Probably, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So, you know, eat and drink as much as you want, and I'll, I'll be in and out. I've got to be in and out, but, you know, we'll we'll talk. At first, he doesn't touch it, does he? No. He just sits there for a while and he gets bored and starts drinking
2: and starts eating these cakes.
0: Yeah, to justify eating in the cellar, which had been so improved for the occasion, his hidden co conspirators played records in a closed off room on the main floor to convince Rasputin that Yusupov's wife was hosting a small party. Mm. So there's ladies there too, so now you've definitely piqued his interest. Yeah. He offered Rasputin pasties and soon Rasputin began gorging himself on cakes that had been laced with cyanide, chosen specifically because they were his favourite. So and they put them like closest to him as well. You sit there. Oh, look at them cakes. Are your favourite on hmm One of Yusupov's co-conspirators, a doctor, had prepared each dose of cyanide very carefully to ensure that everyone was strong enough not to kill just one but several men. Whoa. Yusupov began to panic as Rasputin appeared to consume enough cyanide to kill scores of men and while he started to have some difficulty swallowing his wine and Yusupov feigning concern asking Rasputin if he was feeling ill Rasputin said yes my head is heavy and I've a burning sensation in my stomach uh, before saying that more wine should be an adequate cure
1: (laughs) you feel ill yet?
0: (laughs) (laughs) are you feeling? you look great Using a noise upstairs as an opportunity to excuse himself, Yusufov left the cellar to confer with his co-conspirators who were shocked that Rasputin had resisted the effects of the poison. Just imagine that conversation. Like... We've got a bloke downstairs in the flat that we're trying to kill. Yeah, I've been down there chatting with him. you know, And he's and considered to be the I'm, devil incarnate. The devil incarnate. He because he's not fucking dying. <laughs> he's eaten enough cakes to kill a fucking elephant. And he's not dying. He's just down there drinking. Still, what the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that conversation. Yeah. Mike's like, I don't know what the fuck. He's just like, oh, just going to fucking shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Which, ironically, is what they decided on. Though they offered to go down as a group in order to overpower and strangle Rasputin to death, Yusupov decided that he should return alone and shoot Rasputin with a revolver. Upon returning, Yusupov found Rasputin slumped in his chair and struggling to breathe. However, he soon appeared to recover and become a bit more energetic. Fearing that the poison had failed, Yusupov stood up and paced the room to work up the nerve to shoot Rasputin. Rasputin stood up as well and appeared to admire the furnishing that Yusupov had brought down into the cellar and it's a crystal crucifix. Uh So he's like distracting him with it, you know? Seeing Yusupov stare at a crystal crucifix on the wall, Rasputin commented on the cross and turned away to look at an ornate coward on the other side of the room. Yusupov told Rasputin, you'd better look at the crucifix and say a prayer. And at this point Rasputin turned to Yusupov for several tense moments of silence. "'He came quite close to me and looked at me full in the face,' Yusupov recalled. "'It was as though he had last read something in my eyes, "'something he had expected to find, and I realised the hour had come. "'Oh, Lord,' I prayed, give me the strength to finish it.' Yusupov pulled out the revolver and fired one shot, hitting Rasputin in the chest. "'He cried out and collapsed to the floor where he lay in a growing pool of blood, "'but did not move. "'Alerted by the gunshot, Yusupov's co-conspirators rushed downstairs.' Oh my God, he's finally fucking done it. I thought he was never going to fucking do it, you know. Jesus, what a pussy. <laughs> uh-huh. The doctor checked for Rasputin's pulse and found none confirming that Rasputin is dead. Shot close enough to his heart to be immediately fatal. Or was this, it?
2: I went to this fucking doctor. No, clearly not.
0: Couldn't get their measurements right for their sign, could he? No. Yeah. Oh, each one of these, mate. Kill at least get six men, this. Each one, telling you, you'll be dead after one. He's still fucking going, Doc. He's eating all the cakes, Doc. Shoot him, man. Shoot him. (laughs) Now he's dead. He's definitely dead now. He's definitely dead now. (laughs) Or is he? The conspirators quickly set about establishing their cover story and separating into two groups, with Yusupov staying at the palace with the Duma deputy Sorry. Before long, Yusupov started feeling uneasy and excused himself and went back down into the basement to check on Rasputin's body. It lay motionless exactly where they left it. But Yusuf wanted to be sure. Probably cos he's thinking, how the fucking you know, hell to to eat all that cyanide and not die? And drink! He's drinking it too, remember? It's in the wine.
1: Yeah.
0: He shook the body and didn't see any signs of life. Just then, Rasputin's eyelids started to twitch. Just before Rasputin opened them, I then saw both eyes, Yusuf wrote, the green eyes of a viper staring at me with an expression of diabolical hatred. Rasputin lunged at Yusupov snarling like an animal and digging his fingers into Yusupov's neck who was able to fight Rasputin off and push him away. He ran up the stairs to the first floor yelling to Perskovich, to whom he had given the revolver quick, quick, come down, he's still alive he's, he's, he gets up and starts fighting him. Oh, yeah. Maniac. Reaching the landing on the first floor Pescovich joined him, revolver in hand, looking down the steps. They saw Rasputin clawing his way up the stairs on his hands and knees, heading towards a side door leading out into the courtyard. And he shouted at this door, I'm going to tell the Tsarina what you've done, I'm going to tell him. (laughs) Um, The devil, who was dying of poison, who had a bullet in his heart, must have been raised from the dead by the powers of evil, Yusufov wrote. There was something appalling and monstrous in his diabolical refusal to die. This Putin shoved the door open and ran out into the courtyard... So he's stumbling along, he's clutching his chest... There's mm-hmm. blood pissing out of him... I'm going to tell the Tsarina about you... Until... The two t- 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 men give chase... Because they're terrified now... Because if the Tsarina does find Fine. out... They're into exile... They probably wouldn't get killed because they're members of the family... Yeah... But they'd certainly be sent into exile... Pushkovic was the first at the door and fired two shots which missed... But then he chased him down... And feet away, he fired two more shots. One of the shots struck Rasputin in the head, and he collapsed to the ground. Yusupov then had two servants wrap Rasputin's body in heavy carpets and tied with heavy chains. The conspirators then brought the body to a bridge over the Neva River and dumped it in an unfrozen patch of water below. After everything had happened, ultimately died of hypothermia in the freezing oh, water, it, or right, drowning. Yeah. Or he was dead for it the water. Popular legend has it that they either, A, died of hypothermia, or B, they found water in his lungs. What
1: about the shots of the head?
2: No. he was still alive at this point, apparently, when he went in the water.
0: <laughs> yeah, this guy's fucking unkillable. Almost. Because of his mystical powers, clearly. <laughs> and so
2: I don't it's a fuck-up. I think the doctor used expired poison, or...
1: Or like a tenth of, you know, what it should have been or, you know, just just worked out his maths wrong. Maybe. yeah. yeah. Maybe.
0: The doctor either got it wrong very, very badly or B, they used expired cyanide because it does everything as a sell-by date. Mm. And yes, it was making him ill, but it wasn't enough to kill him. The gunshots did that and then the water finished him off.
3: That's fucked up.
0: <laughs> it is crazy. but <laughs> interesting though, Rasputin had made one final prediction and it was if... Any of the royal family kills me," he says this to the Tsarina, if any of your family kills me, then none of your family will last another two years.
2: Yep, and within twelve months they're all dead.
1: <gasps> all of them. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: the Bolsheviks come into power, did not
0: they? 1917. The you have the you have the Russian Civil War starts. You have the Whites who are standing with the Tsar and the Tsarina, Even though they're in captivity, they're immediately captured, and because Russia's at the war, they ser- they go right. Leave World War One, we got a civil war to deal with. And you got the Bolsheviks, or the communists as they became known, the Reds. And the rest is history. Mm-hmm. The Romanovs were killed a year later in, a, a, farmhouse, wasn't in it? a farmhouse. They were shot and then bayoneted. All of them, even the kids. The reason they were bayoneted actually is because they had literally sewed their wealth into their undergarments. And some of the ladies in their corsets. They were basically just jaw studded, they were sewn with jaws and the bullets didn't penetrate.
2: Yeah, they stood against a war firing squad and they were deflecting off the jaws so they couldn't... Then they had to go and stab them. Oh. Sure they were dead.
1: Why not they shoot them
2: in the head then? Well, there is that? And then they took sort of them the bodies in <laughs> <of> the woods <ones laughs> and that was it. They could you know. Yeah, I just guess that's the way they did it, I suppose. Firing squad in the chest, I guess it went.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's not a pleasant thing to be in a firing squad, I'd imagine. Mm. Even if these are people, you do hate these people. It can't be a nice thing. They always yeah. just put one blank in one of the members, a random blank round in one of the firing squad rifles mm. in the First World War, and they just shoot the shell-shot guys. Why? They'd have guilt. Might not have you that killed him. Um, but you'd know the second you fired a blank round. You'd, the uh, kick wouldn't be there. Yeah, it must be a horrible thing.
3: But the reason
0: also that... Reason you have a firing squad, and
3: not one person, is for that exact same reason: it's to alleviate guilt. Yeah. Because you don't know whether it was your bullet that killed him, or whether yeah. it was the twelve other. Bullets. That's true. If you shoot him um, in the yes. head at close range, you know you you killed that person. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually,
0: that was the officer in charge's job. Mm. If he wasn't dead by the time they fired, he was still alive because sometimes it happened. Mm. His job was to go up and take out the pistol and finish him off.
3: Yeah. But our police do the same here unless you're talking like obvious kind of fucking like the bridge incident in London where you got the copper there on his own or whatever with a gun fair enough, he's going to shoot him he's going to know he's he's shot him but general practice even now is still if you've called out with a firearm as as a policeman there'll always be a minimum of one officer at the scene with firearms and you will always shoot at the same time Mm. because it alleviates guilt. If you have apparently. to shoot together, I don't
0: know. Well, yeah. So, I would argue, that even though they start they start the article it was a minor thing, that he was a minor contributor to the Russian Revolution, I'd say he's actually a fairly big one. Well, when you see
3: he dies, and next thing you know, they all die.
0: I mean, remember, while, the, while when Nicholas is away with the army, the Tsarina's were in the show. Mm-hmm. And who controls the Tsarina? Disputing, He's appointing people to Parliament to a syphilitic cokeheads. Hmm. Main thing is they're supporters of him. These people are terrible at their jobs, the country's falling apart, people are starving. He knows this and he knows his time's marked. He's got too much sway over the czarina. He knows he's gonna get murdered. He's and too ironic- drunk as
3: well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
2: ironically he may have stopped them going to war because when Nicholas declared uh, War declared war, he wasn't there, he was in Siberia.
0: He was recovering from the wound he yeah. got, the no nose prostitute. Yeah. Now, he might
2: have been able to talk him out of it bit, because he was so dead against it. Because he knew it was be devastating for the Russian people. Peasant. Russian yeah. peasantry,
0: which he was part of. He didn't want his uh, yeah. friends and family going off to fight in a war. So, that's... he may have been able to talk him down and talk him out of it, and they may not have had that revolution. Yeah, but then you end up with the fact Germany can deploy another three and a half million soldiers to the Western front against the British and the French. Uh, you yeah. Probably would have crumpled under that kind of manpower. Mm. Yeah. So you end I up mean, with a completely different history. You don't end up with communists. No. And you we don't end up speaking German. Possibly speaking German or Nein. <laughs> <laughs> You don't end up with the Cold War. Mm. You don't end up with the situation we're in today. Mm. What with COVID. No, with the Russians massing on the Ukrainian border. <laughs> I mean, Russia may have fallen
2: eventually it may have it may not it's mean, communism but it might not have if the war hadn't have Matthew, the, the war accelerated it, didn't the it the war
0: accelerated because they were doing so badly and yeah. it's all clearly this clown is incompetent mm. you know he's trying to fight Well, we're all dying so why should we stomach this It's. An, I think he played quite a large part he certainly got the Russian people so disaffected with the the war, as well, obviously, was a major one, but I think you've got to look at him influencing the Tsarina's decisions of, of governing the rest of the country. It led a part to the popular unrest. Mm. And people were still trying to you know, get to the Winter Palace to see the Tsar, to plead with him. The people still did love him, in a way, because he was the, considered like the father of Russia, the Tsar, whoever sits on that title... Well, if you're pointed by God in your religious country... You,
2: that's it. You're going against but, God's will. Well thousands
0: marched on the winter palace to ask for bread. They, what, there was a peaceful crowd, and they were opened fire upon by the royal guards. Oh. The Tsar was just terrifying. Oh, my God, they're coming to storm the palace. Yeah. What are they going to do?
2: But if he was there, it
0: may have stopped if, that. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting what-if of history. But I like the term. i am bit of a rescuing fanboy, in a way. All of his traits obviously, but he was a deeply troubled man. Never really know anything about him until we discuss this. But, really, well, you're gonna say one thing though from Siberian peasant monk to royal confidant and advisor yeah. in ten years,
3: mm. yeah,
0: puts little finger to shame. I, almost, <laughs> I wonder whether
3: J.R.R. Tolkien took Lord of the Rings. From this scenario, there's a few things that just reminded me of Lord of the Rings, and he was like the worm tongue. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you can see. And there's a few, there's just a few things I can't remember what they were now, but there's a few times I thought, oh, it's like like Lord of the Rings. Mm. <laughs> I, I can't think what the other reference was now. Bit but... more of an adult, Lord
0: of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> His death. His death has always. I remember watching a thing about it on the History Channel many years ago. That got me interested in this, and it's. It's just. It's how unkillable is this guy? Mm. You've poisoned him. You you've shot him. him. You shot him again. He's like Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Fifty Cent. He's been yeah, shot fucking yeah. nine times or seven times. Got bullet lodged in his. He's Just. He's been. He got gutted by a prostitute as well. People have tried to kill him, and he knows his numbers up. He knows he's going to get murdered. Like he saw it, didn't he? Well, it's just you know, he knew how unpopular he was as well. Yeah. You know the doomers going into the Zaree going, "Look, we need to feed the people," and he's going, "Yeah, you do, but you know, I need to feed my cop. I need to feed my cop too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get some of my people in and be fine. I'll get me mate. I met him at the place where I was getting stitched up. He's, he's got syphilis, advanced stage syphilis, and he's a massive cokehead. <laughs> but he'll be fine. He'll do it. He's well, department head of the Department of Justice, effectively. Yeah."
1: I think he was really charismatic. He's got to have been really oh, charismatic. Yeah. yeah. But I think he's super selfish. You know, it's clearly for personal gain, isn't it? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, his motives. Well, let's so face
2: it, it. Yeah, the whole thing about trying to conquer sin by committing sin.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You can't stop sin by committing it, can you?
1: No.
2: It's insane. <laughs>
0: Like I said, there was a lot of wine and vodka. Like, I'm not going to murder people. Yeah.
2: I'm just going to kill Ben and everyone in this room. Right?
0: There was a lot of
2: fermenting. <laughs> You've got a of it. You have
1: a it's, it's, I'm going to stop then. myself
2: murdering by murdering.
3: <laughs> you understand. But you get it. No. You
0: seem well. I'll to the back. Speculate to accumulate. <laughs> so, that's the story of Ra Ra Rasputin. Russia's greatest love machine.
1: <laughs> what happened to his family then?
0: They're still in <laughs> Siberia.
1: <laughs> what happened to the the little little kid with the haemophilia? Shot, shot, oh,
2: Same time as his parents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a bit of a conspiracy that he could survive, because at first they only found a grave of nine bodies in. Okay. Like two missing. One was a daughter. They're not sure which one. And Anastasia. One was boy. Yeah, and then later on they found. Another grave with the two kids in. And mm. Identified him.
0: Then uh, a woman cropped up in New York many a few years later claiming to be Anastasia or Anastasia. Well, i there's been hundreds of people over history that have claimed to be the daughters of the Tsar, but mm.
2: no, they were killed. No,
0: they've done the DNA now, haven't they? Yeah. I think they got it from one of our royal family, the, the DNA oh, no. analysis. might have been Philip but he was alive because he was closely related to him. They took his blood sample and they matched it against the remains they'd found. Oh, cool. And said yeah, these are, are the Romanovs. Hmm. Alright, so let's end the show on some fucked up facts. It's been a while. <laughs> <been laughs> right. Fucked up facts! Team team please. Fights, fights, facts! Facts! Fucked up facts! 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 In 1956,
2: Harper Lee's friends gave her a full year's salary as a Christmas gift. No, oh, that's nice. That's not done that for me. Mm-hmm. So she could take time off to focus on writing.
3: Who's Harper Lee?
2: *Kill a Mockingbird*.
0: It was Is that what she did? Yeah. *Kill a Mockingbird*. No, that's a film. That's <laughs> <laughs> <So I'm laughs> yeah. not what I'm doing. I've read the book. A I've seen the film. I've heard of it? Film's
2: fantastic. Great film. Never
0: watched it or read it. I've heard of it. How many explosions are there?
3: <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any one well, just mockingbird m- m- being like <laughs>
0: yeah. how, how does the mockingbird die <laughs> you just see a ball of feathers Slightly <laughs> nice close to the sun yeah. why was that such a nice one
3: Hey. Eh? What? why was that such a nice one yeah. that's a fact that's just yeah. a very nice fact that, 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 Yeah. a (laughs) I I don't know it just felt too nice
2: She used (laughs) that time to write Killer Mockingbird Which has now sold more than 40 million copies She wouldn't have got that chance Mm. Her friends hadn't have been generous and helped her out Isn't
3: that nice? Why wouldn't you like to give me a year off to fund my writing career? Mate I'll give you a year's salary Oh thank you Just go do your writing Obviously it's a year's salary of what I already pay you So nothing No (laughs) But you can have the time off Yeah right
0: Alright is that alright? Nah, that's <laughs> good. I need, I, need my, I need my lifestyle funding
2: Well I write. 0.5% of US births are
3: to self-reported virgins. Wow, that's a lot.
2: That's no a
3: lot of Jesus point is trotting around, isn't 0.5? it? 0.5? So half a percent? Yep. Fuck me, that's thousands a year then yeah. are apparently virgins. Yeah, immaculate conceptions. Wow. So, second coming of Christ is actually... Happened a few thousand times <laughs> a year then.
0: Yeah, but I imagine they probably had a second and a third coming by now, in all fairness, some of them girls. we the two or three kids. <laughs> all virgin girls. I don't
1: understand they'd ever get through a pregnancy not knowing that they're pregnant. And, you, you know, because some women do that mm. as well, don't they?
3: I knew. Um, I think this
2: is where it says "filling and, and they've said none.
1: Right, okay. I,
3: yeah, I knew a blast who. She was six months pregnant before she found out. Well, I still know her. I don't know why I say her. I knew her, I still know her. Leanne, she was six months pregnant before she realized she was pregnant. She changed her diet and just thought that she was having a bit of an upset tummy because she'd become like a vegetarian or something.
1: Yeah.
3: No, mm. she, was, she was fucking
2: pregnant. Yeah. I'm sure there's a story where some girl gave birth in Safeway or something.
3: On the toilet? she yeah. didn't
2: even realize she was pregnant. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Happens, doesn't it? Yeah. I imagine it's quite a bit of a shock for most women, though, isn't it? I've really described as not a fun experience. But okay. that's not actually what these girls... Well, Claire, you're more so qualified it. than anybody to talk about it in this room. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you
1: know, what if it could, it's like the biggest shit you've ever taken.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you describe giving birth? Yeah. <laughs>
3: didn't, a, didn't a woman give birth in the toilet whilst you were there or something?
1: No, she was crying in, yeah, they had to brush her off.
3: She nearly gave birth in the toilet.
0: But Weirdo croning is also the same as having a shit as well, isn't it?
3: I got a total let the seas to chuck a donkey. <laughs> Do you know which
2: town has the highest murder rate of any? Where? Which town has the oh, highest murder where? rate?
3: In which country? In, yeah, which country.
2: Okay, it's in America. Okay. Washington.
3: Washington. Yeah. Which town? Yeah. Is it a town we'd likely
2: know? Possibly, if you watch this programme. It's a fictional town. Um, um, Erie, no. Ah. Gotham, no. Yeah, Gotham's oh, a, a lot of people yeah. getting murdered in Gotham. It's not it's a city. Oh, it's, yeah, you're right. Thank you for sweet old grandma.
1: Kansas. It's
2: oh, not. it's Oz. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I I was trying to think of towns. Cabot
0: Cove in Maine. Oh yeah,
3: oh, I know that. Murder She
0: Wrote. Yeah, well, oh shit. Right. Nice. Yeah. Oh, much like Midsummer Murders in the UK where yeah. you must have said Midsummer Murders. Yeah. I do like a bit of that actually, honestly. I think in the UK T it's senders it's Albert Square's got I, the most murders. I dunno <laughs> mate, midsummer Is someone dies elaborate? every
3: episode. I know somebody that had a cutout, a life size cutout, of what's her face from Murder She Wrote. Murder She Wrote. What's her name? Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Fletcher. I can't think for the life of me who it is right now, and this was very recently Wurzel. I heard this. Wurzel! Yep. Yeah. I want to know. Her brother in law, <laughs> and a life size cutout.
1: Looking out the window. <laughs> looking out the window
3: of. What's her name in it? It is Jessica Fletcher, isn't it? That's the name yeah. of her. Well, that's not her actual name, is it? But that's the character's name. Look, we yeah. can
0: all agree that Miss Marple was a freeloaded murdering bitch. Yeah, mm. she turn up she'd for some reason at a country up. mansion, right? Oh. Miss Marple, as I get the Christie. Would <laughs> Someone would die, and then she'd pass the book on to somebody else. She's sort of like Rasputin,
1: modern day one, <laughs> fucking murders going
0: on. <laughs> and she all the while She's freeloading off these fucking gent local gentry families. Yeah, uh, getting her fucking meals and board for free, and then kills off somebody blame somebody else using her extensive detective work smells mm-hmm. fishy to me
2: the technology for the Roomba was originally created for military robots clearing minefields what's a Roomba?
0: you know the little flat vacuum cleaners they just right. travel around the room okay. on their own ok yeah. robo hoover things yeah that's oh, a Roomba okay. oh. right yeah, now they're going to detect in mines if they, they keep bumping into a wall so over that was, a mine so that was initially <laughs> military technology
2: yeah cool as most things probably
3: are yeah yes, yeah, oh, yeah. a lot of things do yeah start from that
0: is there any mice in your ass not right now <laughs> why do you need one as <laughs> <laughs> yours escaped <laughs> you're the dead toxic fumes mate you're the never alive
3: chester got it at it first yeah. <laughs>
2: Apparently it was a 19th century Scottish way of replying to someone who was referring to themselves as "we." What?
0: So someone speaks for themselves as like in the not a sort of third person, is it? Plural, is it? Someone referring themselves, as, so they call themselves "we." Yeah. So we did this, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, yeah." Is there any
2: mice in your ass? That was yeah. a common reply. No, yeah. wow. It Must have <laughs> been a, <common,
3: laughs> no, no, be be a common thing back then. To yeah. refer to yourself <laughs> as as we. Has anybody used the phrase of being as cold as? Witch's tit this week. Yeah, maybe. Yes. I have a few times. I've made a point of it. Bring it back. Yep, yeah, it's on its way. <laughs> I just wait to hear it sent back now. Yeah. It? If I say it a few more times at work in the morning when I get in, I'm hoping one day someone will come in and say, oh, yeah, cold as witch's tit. Uh, I'll be a happy man if it, if it happens.
0: Has anyone done any actual research to find out if witch's tits are cold? Has anyone sucked on a witch's nips this week?
1: Can't and say that. Not well. this
0: week. Not this week.
3: In the past I reckon I may well have.
1: <laughs> I'm
3: not sure whether I've ever sucked on a cold tit. Well, maybe we're a I real. We're cold we've been outside, Nah. Next. <laughs>
2: <laughs> According to addiction researchers, it is extremely
3: difficult to get hamsters drunk. <laughs> Do you know that what is it extremely difficult to get them to drink it you have to like dip them in it maybe
0: or is it just the fact I that they're, they're little <laughs> hard nuts and they're just like Give it a bring line, on the whiskey to... just they're like and there's have on the, the amsters they're like are you drunk I'm not fucking drunk comes... who are you calling drunk do you want to fight <gasps> it could be something
3: to do with their metabolism because those little rodents etc have extremely fast metabolism don't they yeah maybe so the foods liquids get digested and pass through the body so quick maybe it doesn't get chance to get to, to, into to the keep it in the pouches
1: in his cheeks
3: possibly that too
0: but or do, do they, they don't do that with liquid though do they they do that with food
1: well,
0: so the moral of this story is never go out with an hamster and offer to pay yeah man
3: they'll fleece you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. little bitches In
2: 1795, a French cavalry regiment won a battle against a Dutch
3: naval fleet. Interesting. Anyone think how that may have happened? I'm picturing some blokes on horses Mm. sat on the top of a cliff, a bit like your Cliffs of Dover kind of thing, with some spears going, I'll get you, you bastard! Throwing them at the boat, and it just so happens to... Face it after hours all of them right. throwing spears at right. it. The
0: fleet are in port and the cavalry swarms in the port and then they fight on the ships because they're all moored up. Very close. Oh. Oh, I was thinking
1: fire and arrows and. I've heard
0: image. No, it's 1795, we're talking cavalry and swords and muskets and <laughs> flintlocks at this point. The they fleet. Bows? No, They weren't using bows at this point, no. Muskets, gunpowder, cannons, sharp. It's sharp, basically seventeen mm-hmm. ninety-five-ish. You're looking at that here it's, it's
3: not far off, anyway, yeah. is it? Mm. Twenty years prior, the fleet had frozen in ice, ah. so the cavalry just rode up and surrounded uh. them. Hey. <clears throat> <laughs> That's quite
0: a funny, really.
3: Yeah. And who was that? The French? They they actually won a battle.
0: Everyone mocks the French, but they were the dominant military power in Europe for hundreds of years in the Middle Ages.
3: And around that time as well.
0: Revolutionary France did very well for a long time. Recent wars, though. No, not so good recently. Let's face it. No. Yeah. It all went down for them after the Second Franco Prussian War. Mm -hmm. When they got their artists handed to them, and Paris was under siege, and people had to eat the zoo animals. The monkeys tasted good. Yeah. Oh,
1: I thought that happened in Venezuela.
0: No, there was a parishes of siege for like six mm. months, something like that. Yeah, but
1: it happened
0: in Venezuela as well, didn't they? They had to eat the zoo animals and stuff. Stalingrad, they're, they're easily dead. I'd have
2: been
3: straight on the turtles. <laughs> <laughs> That's tastes good. Yeah, I'll
0: have that tortoise. Yeah, I'm having that big 104 year old tortoise. <laughs> Sorry, old Jeff. <laughs> Needs must. Sorry, it's France. Sorry, Gross Pierre. <laughs> Apparently Snake Charming is illegal in India. Oh, so what we've been lied to all of your <laughs> yeah. lives then, basically. Unless it's just a recent thing, I don't know. I guess it's not a good idea for tourists to one around in the streets and have some bloke just with a python in a basket that hasn't been defanged and he's making it dance and before you know it, someone's been bit bound to have happened it's like when Jake the Snakes his python got at Randy Savage bit his arm it was a scandal back in the day in the wrestling
3: I said WWE it was WWF back then when it was the proper yeah
0: yeah lessons to be learned from mishandling snakes do you think that's why the WWF got all bitchy about the name no that oh maybe yeah (laughs) yeah maybe there could have been something to do with that
1: probably I was, well was connected no it was well after
3: yeah yeah but it took him a long time to get it through didn't it it
0: was going on for years that apparently kind of I read somewhere that it was only the British arm of the WWF the charity that had an objection to it every other country that said it was okay for Vince to use it probably why it took so long for it to get changed then uh, yeah only the British part of it that objected apparently fucking whingy limies. god damn us <laughs>
1: They were
3: saying that they weren't getting as much traffic because people were. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it was brought about by the internet age? Do you think that's where it kind of came about because people would be searching WWF? No, it was
0: because the, the charity was first, and it had an exception. The British part and it had an exception to them using the name, which is kind of fair, Diggums. I think it's probably because there was. You know, I suppose there was. I don't know. It's something they just wanted it to be associated with.
3: And save the pandas, totally not. Don't fucking pile drive them into the <laughs> into the mat. I suppose we try trying to save them, not kill them. <laughs> it's all right, if they never
0: how to do the move, they'll be fine.
3: <laughs> Items that got
2: stuck in American orifices last year. <laughs> oh, go on. A, gun. a
0: gun's got to be in there. Oh, no, um, no. A light bulb? We're well, not on this list. A piece of cake in the ear... What? Oh, that wasn't... I was expecting anus, to be fair. Uh, uh, that is all I I'm thought upset, of. That's yeah. yeah.
3: all yeah. I thought of.
0: Yeah, that's why I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> I all like, oh, stuff in people's butts.
3: <laughs> Hard poop
0: up the nose.
3: Hard oh, poop up the nose.
0: How the uh,
3: fuck uh, would you... Ex-
0: I'm speechless. I, I, how? I'm just... Why would what, you push what? poo up your nose? Mm-hmm. It's, it's strange just someone things. on someone.
3: Yeah. Like, like, I rub this shit in your face and then they got uh, like a dog stalagmite code. of shit <laughs> stabbed it up their nose ow they oh, a mental oh, patient who put their own shit up their nose or someone with a faecal fascination yeah an unknown amount of marbles in the throat throat what the fuck
2: that's an interesting one yeah headphones cord up the penis
0: oh I've heard of that mm-hmm. one before yeah Don't uh, what a barbell in the vagina <laughs> okay okay you can get smaller barbells though, they're not all the ones oh, yeah, the big yeah, round yeah, yeah. things. You, you know, can do the, all those little kilo jobs. Little drops, kilo yeah. job, but still. And a stress ball up the rectum. So one might have de stress, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they were
3: stressed when they were in the hospital
0: about it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a bitter irony to that, yeah. isn't there? Because I bet they were very stressed when they couldn't get it out. <laughs> Any more? Well,
3: yeah, we no. finish on this one then. Oh, I was hoping for more objects. But go on. Yeah. No. <laughs>
2: According to a 2003 online survey, 9,000 people in the UK, what was the most important invention of the previous 40 years?
0: Oof, flying cars. Oh, shit. The that Wi-Fi. When was, the, when was the survey two? 2003. So you're looking at... I have got, got Wi-Fi at this point. 1963. 1963
2: to 2003. What was the most important invention to people in the UK?
0: <sighs> so no, like TV. TV.
2: no, no. Um, Any more guesses.
1: Computer.
3: Nope. Mobile phones. Nope. The I internet. bet if you asked it now, it would be mobile phones. Mm. The internet. No. Nope. Nah, that wasn't even that big at 2003. Really, not that big. It was getting yeah, there. Wow. It was it's starting to get there, but not nowhere what it is now. Oh, Mike. Shoot. Okay. Ben will agree with this probably.
0: The widget. Oh, in the cam. Yeah. Yeah. That is an important invention. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that only Keep accounts for ale. Oh, does it? Really yeah, really Guinness really and well. Ale, yeah. yeah.
3: Guinness and Ale, that's all it accounts for. So it means you they just nice asked a bunch of old men in pubs then, basically.
1: I think that, yeah. All
3: 9,000 of those were bar propers, weren't they? The old <laughs> men. When they were still smoking. In 2003, he was still smoking the pub. They were still
0: busy. You know what? I think you're right there. I think he came in 2003. Seven. Though. Was it seven? 2007.
3: Remember it? yesterday, uh, mate. It's 2007? I thought it was
0: 2000, no,
1: 2004.
3: 2007.
0: March 2004, I think. No, 2007. I was just, mm. I hated He's killed the
3: pub. It was the same year I passed my driving licence. Like, you wouldn't be able to go into a shop with a fag anymore. No, because exactly. that became a law, I think it may be in 2003.
0: No, that was well before then. That you could The town centre went smoke-free fucking years before that. Yeah, but it's, I'm on about it, when it becomes a law. Yeah. I remember the ashtrays and on the top of the bins, every fucking so many places. See, I remember smoking through the town centre. Mm. I yeah, I smoked just, just
3: about, And I moved here in 2003. Well, so I don't know I, I can remember gone... being out of smoke actually in the town centre I don't know and then, but
0: you couldn't smoke in the shops no you couldn't smoke in the shops either even
3: way, but then I don't even think it was I don't know I remember when you used to go to the spa and if you had a fag in your hand you just walk around with a fag in your hand
0: I remember seeing old rollies on the floor and fucking cigarette ends in the shop yeah on Pick the him up. stamped flat
3: <laughs> picking him up
0: like, oh, I'll save this for later <laughs> that's fucking crazy isn't it Still cure the pub trade though the smoking bell. Oh fuck I. Yeah. One quick last fact: the Roomba we mentioned
2: earlier apparently was originally going to be called the Cyber Suck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that would have had a few customers that didn't want that to do what it did. Mm. <laughs> well, they that just was do the it name anyway. That the
2: company wanted to call it. So they hired suck. marketing specialists, which changed it to The Sorry. I like the Cyber Suck. Yeah, yeah. man.
3: I think that's exactly
2: what it says on the fucking (laughs) tin.
0: I reckon they've sold more. Twats. And on that note, on that shocking note, thank you for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavour aid. Don't join a cult. And follow us on Facebook at Cutting the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse. Soundcloud, uh, you can listen to us there primarily, but we are on other stuff at Cutting the Bull in the PTA. YouTube is Apocalypse Bull. I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out, may the force be with you.
1: I've been Claire, keep an open mind, but not so open that it dribbles out your ears.
3: I've been Pete, aim high, shoot low.